0: Hello and welcome to the Invincible Tricking Podcast, where we recreate those 3am gathering hangout sessions and hear Tricker's stories and insights. I'm James Daly. I'm the creator of Invincible Tricking. With me currently in New York is Invincible editor Jeremy Price. Hey. And with us today is OC master Rasmus Ott. Rasmus, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, James.
0: It's awesome to have you on here. What's What's been going on? What have you been up to?
1: Uh, I just came home from Stockholm uh, this night. Uh, I've been there on vacation and also uh, hooking up with some Swedish trickers, so right now I'm just uh, a little bit tired and uh, yeah, just enjoying my Sunday really. Nice.
2: Oh, are, are, are you tired Rasmus? Are you, are you on four hours of sleep as well? Oh, that, sound, <laughs> that sounds just ah. awful. I am think hours of I have sleep. six yeah. <laughs> 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 so to everyone listening as I'm sure you can imagine uh, it's been pretty tough coordinating our schedules since uh, we are in New York and Denmark and Sydney and, and, yeah. and it's just like a nightmare to figure out exactly why we yeah. should chat so um, let's sound so, off here Jeremy what time is it where you are uh, it is 725 a.m. where I am and did you have a big night last night say again did you have a big night last night? I did have a big night last night. Yes, I was, I, no, I, I did. I, I was at this thing called uh, Aussie Fest, which is uh, is like this big festival for like uh, speakers and musicians. Like uh, Jason Derulo was there, so so it was like a, it, it was. It was <laughs> wow. When Jason Derulo in, in the house, you know it's going to be a party. Yeah. Geez. That sounds. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, Rasmus. What time is it where you are?
1: Uh, it's like, um, one, uh, I'm not sure if it's called pre-midnight or after midnight. I think it's pre-midnight. Is okay. it not?
0: Is it light outside?
1: Yeah. It's light outside.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. 1pm. Yeah, yeah,
2: Wait, 1 is PM. that, is that what PM and AM stand for? right Pre, like pre-midnight Ooh. and after midnight? Yeah, oh I God, think so. That makes sense. Wait. I've literally <laughs> never thought of that until right
1: now.
0: Neither have I. <laughs>
2: Oh. <laughs> Rasmus you just Rasmus, blew my like, fucking. You're teaching mind, us dude. so much. <laughs> man, this was already yeah. a great conversation. Like we could end it here and I'd be like, man, I learned here. a lot. Yeah, good talk, good talk. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. So
0: Okay, well uh, after that mind blow let's uh let's get right into this
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: so if you didn't listen to episode one the general format that this follows we have some questions that jeremy and i have prepared and we have some questions uh that you the community have submitted over the past week or two and we're just going to run through them and have a good old chat with rasmus so let's yeah. start pretty broad um sean abbott asks what does a typical rasmus art day look like what do you get up to
1: Ooh, that's a hard one. Like, usually, I thought this would be the easy one. Yeah. Um. I. Well, it depends on what day it is. Like right now, I, I just got a new job. I'm uh, working at a cultural center for children. Ooh, nice. Um, and that's uh, that's like one and a half hours away by train from where I live. So Yikes. right now and forward on the typical day for me is like waking up very early and taking the train for one and a half hours then walk around in this uh, big house full of art for children and uh, <laughs> and then go home and uh, relax and have some coffee and stuff like that. But I don't know, like the typical day for me, if, if I have time, I, I, I usually uh, spend a lot of time uh, in the mornings, getting up, having a slow and nice morning coffee, breakfast, just chilling out really. And uh, like optimal for me, it's... Uh, I use like 3 hours for me before the day really uh begins. Uh and then uh, all stuff can happen. Like I I'm not the type of person that tricks every day, so I do a lot of stuff. Um I I don't know. I don't I don't think there's a typical Rasmus that day like that. I mean, mm. the most typical may, might be uh going to work and go home again.
0: <laughs> yeah Dan well, that travel time man is crazy does that impact yeah. your tricking training at all how do you find time to um,
1: trick well um like I just had this job for like one week now but uh the good thing about it about it is that it's only uh, 30 hours a week so I'm off every Monday so nice. I have oh, nice s- Saturday Sunday and Monday uh, off uh, every week so mm. uh, so that's pretty awesome yeah, so that's then, really good. That's so then, and then yeah. at your job itself, like, what exactly are you
2: doing, like, specifically during the day? Like, are you just you know like, like hanging up children's artwork and stuff?
1: Yeah, like it's uh, it's this uh, kind of a four floor uh, house where there's different activities for children, which are shifting a little bit during the seasons. And uh, what I do is uh, I walk around and I talk with these uh, children if they have any questions or whatever and then my job is to find out what's gonna happen next in the house like what new exhibitions can we make or what kind of uh, events could we make uh, or like different arrangements i'm talking with uh, artists uh, that can do anything for the place and stuff like that so it's um yeah, it's it's a lot different uh, stuff I do there, but also like I've only been there for a week, so I, I don't really have like a typical work day for now. I'm 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 like slowly fitting into the to the to the job as well. Gotcha. It's
2: like an do,
0: awesome job.
2: Yeah, it does. Do you do you ever do like tricks for the kids? I'm sure they just like
1: freak out. Well, actually I, I haven't done it yet, but maybe maybe I should do that just to uh, throw a casual backflip or something
2: <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean like you know when, cause when you're like six or seven I mean or pretty much at any age. Honestly, I mean those simple things are enough to just blow your mind
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like I, I Besides that I work for a TV station called uh, Rameshang, which is a uh, like a channel we have for kids here, and uh, sometimes on the shows there, where I'm a, I'm a TV host there, I do some flips there, and uh, that's that's pretty popular in that setting.
0: <laughs> I bet it is.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um, yeah, we had we had another question from uh, from someone in the community. Um, Lars Peter Lang Lange. I don't know. I'm gonna butcher a lot of these names. Asks. Um, like, what is it like being a tricking legend and a beer expert? Are you are you, are you really into beer, Rasmus?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that guy who asked this question. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I guess some might say it's a little bit of a two contradicting things hmm. in some ways, but uh, but yeah, I, I have a lot of different hobbies, and uh, one of them is uh, is uh, is beer. I um I love like uh the craft beer scene and um that's something I've been like nerding, you would say, for <laughs> for quite some years now. Um so how does it work together? I don't know. I d I don't think they work together. It's just something I do when I'm not tricking, like I do so much other stuff when I'm not tricking. But um So you don't get blasted yeah, I mean, and then, and then drain. <laughs> uh it has had like yeah it's it's happened like in Denmark we talk about uh like it's it's not like I go out uh like I drink a lot of beers before uh, before tricking or something like that but sometimes you you've had a few the night before and then the day after tricks is fine like sometimes it can even give you a little bit a little boost like, because uh, because you're you're a little bit drained from water. No, I so, found uh, that, Yeah, yeah. So so we talk about in Denmark we talk about the magical hangover gap, which is like forty five <laughs> minutes of energy where you actually can trick better than you ever can. <laughs> uh, oh <but> wow! <laughs> yeah, but but I I would say this like um, being being uh, like uh, a beer like being interested in beer is also. Uh, it's also like uh, drinking very moderate because I'm I'm I don't get hammered while I drink beer like the the the, the thing for me is the taste and uh, I usually stop when I when I'm not feeling my senses so much mm, so yeah, uh, yeah. so so actually you could say maybe they they don't work as much together but like it's it's I have a very very like moderate drinking situation because I I enjoy the flavor and I don't just drink to get hammered it's, it's the flavor and the the aromas and stuff like that that interest me. So, so in that sense, it's, it's actually less contradicting than like being a, a party person or or, or whatever
0: um, you yeah. can say. What's your Do you have a favorite beer? A favorite brand?
1: Ah. Uh, It's very, very hard. Like, my favorite beers are, like, uh, barrel-aged Imperial Stouts and then also, like, sour Lambics from Belgium. So, it's two very contradicting beer styles (laughs) as well. So, I guess I'm just eclectic overall, both in tricking (laughs) beer and also beer styles itself. So, yeah.
0: Well, so your tricking style is reflected in your beer taste. I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. (laughs) Very interesting.
0: (laughs) All right, delving more into your other hobbies and, and, and more more in your past. And you probably knew this yeah. question was coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Brandon Bolt coming. has asked, well, what was it like being a child rap star?
1: Oh, um, yeah, when I was uh, 12 years old, I won this uh, singing competition in Denmark where I was doing a rap song. I was 12 years old at that time. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. I mean, uh, it was actually a part of that... Oh, uh, maybe a bit far out but a little bit of that has to do with me starting to tricking because that was where my interest in breakdancing started and oh, that's really? why I wanted to yeah that's why I wanted to like learn flips and stuff I had a I had a tour manager at that time who was a, an old gymnast and um, he taught me to do a backhand spring so I learned to do that yeah, that's and, cool. uh, and uh, I did that on stage while I was rapping and stuff and that's I mean maybe the the very 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 like birth of my tricking career in some sense so um, yeah it was pretty fun it was pretty fun i I stopped doing that when i was 14 i guess so and then a few years later oh a few months later i got a a garden trampoline and that's where the the tricking started for me so it was pretty cool and you could say it has a little bit to do with my tricking career as well
0: yeah that is the coolest origin story
1: yeah that's wild man so like
2: (laughs) do you remember the
0: words to your um Oh sorry Jeremy go on.
2: No 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 it's all it's all good
0: James. I'll it's tell it's you. I wanted to know if you remember the words to the song Rasmus to your to your number 1 hit. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, it's a Danish song, so I don't know, but it's I can explain it in English. It's like a song about a skateboard trick that I... I oh, I, I want more than about. explanation.
0: I want a rendition. I want a performance. <laughs> Here we oh, go. No, no,
1: no, no. no it's, it's, too, it's too early for me, man. I can't, I can't remember it that good. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, uh, it was a song about a skateboard trick that I was really, really proud to have landed. Well, it's called yeah. uh, Kick Flipper, right? Yeah, that's which right.
2: so, which sounds like a tricking thing, by the way, like kick yeah, flip, yeah. like.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, some some Danish people who know me from from the past at that time, they they think that actually what I'm doing now, it's it's it's, uh, it's kick flipping. That that's that's tricking. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah,
2: that's wild. So then, how did you even get <laughs> to the point of of doing this? this singing competition like where like did you just like start singing in the shower and then then you decided um, that that you wanted to you know compete on a national level like how did you even get to that um, point i
1: don't know i'm i mean i've just always like uh, had a lot of ideas and then i don't know I, I i did break dancing and i thought that that was cool so yeah there was this competition and i just thought that hey why not why not try it so i found some some two people who could make uh, music and then I just gathered up and tried to to make it
2: Hmm. very cool very cool yeah yeah Yeah. and then and then were you done like touring around like like it it looks like from this from this oh so famous kick flipper video it looks like you're performing Mm -hmm. for like like thousands of people like it, it was that the case yeah
1: yeah, that that was the Nordic a Nordic competition, which was like a gathering of uh, like uh, Denmark, Sweden, and Norway, I think, which I won, and that that was a pretty big crowd there.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was that was that intimidating for for young Rasmus Ott, or or,
1: or were you uh, uh, all about it? Mm, yeah, I, th- I think at that time I was just all about it. I don't I don't think I actually considered it that much. I just I just thought it was pretty funny.
2: We do too. Rest assured, we do too. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. That's great. Um, Yeah, I mean, um, you know, looking at at some of these other. Um, aspects of your life aside from just mm. purely tricking um, I remember yeah. seeing in a couple of your videos it looks like it looked like you were reading some pretty intense books like I seem to remember seeing like some Kafka and some Dostoevsky yeah, yeah. and so like yeah. my, and so you know I mentioned uh, before we started recording that um, that I just got my own degree like a year ago and it was in, yeah, yeah. and it was in literature like I'm, I'm really like into that yeah. stuff so like our oh, books nice. like a really big part of your life
1: um I mean it was uh, at a point it, it, it is still but I mean I I'm a very curious person so I love like uh, learning new stuff and um, I've had a big period of my life where I watched a lot of like movies like old uh, movies mostly like European and stuff and after my interest for that like sort of um, expanded then I uh, I got to reading a lot of uh, books as well, and I I don't know I'm just like when if I want to read a book I want to read something that I know is like good I want to read like the good stuff <laughs> so uh, so that's why I I, uh, I enjoy readings stuff like Dostoevsky and uh, Kafka and uh, James Joyce and stuff like that that's that's uh, it's uh, it's just. Yeah, I don't know what what you can say. It's just uh, I, I don't I don't want to say I'm a I'm a big uh, literature expert or like uh, that. It's a big part of my life. Uh, it's uh, it's just something that I was caught up in like three years of my life. And uh, after I uh, started studying culture and aesthetics, then uh, that kind of stuff was sort of like. Um, a part of my uh, of my uh, studies so I didn't like uh, read a lot of my on my private uh, time because it was sort of incorporated in my studies but now after I'm done uh, studying I'm uh, I'm looking to go back and uh, start reading more again and uh, and watch uh, watch movies and stuff like that like art has always uh, interested me in uh, in one or, or more, more levels you could say Gotcha, hmm. gotcha.
2: No, that's really interesting. I'm like good... way out of my
0: depth here with uh, books. I do not know either of these. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um,
2: James. But, but it, no last, last, thing, last thing before we move on from that, um, do you have like a yeah. specific um, book recommendation for us? Like if, if, if everybody listening could go and, and try... One of these, uh, one of these, uh, one of these authors, or one of their yeah, that's books. That's a good idea. What, what would you recommend? Uh the the, well, Rasmus Ott, the, the Invincible Tricking Book Club, starring
1: Rasmuson. Mm, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I would say if it's not gonna be like too big of a killer, like because some of these books they are they are very very long mm-hmm. and uh, it takes a lot of time and concentration to read. But one of the more shorter things, I I, I guess you could read uh, Franz Kafka, America. Oh okay is, uh, yeah it's a book about uh, an, yeah it's like uh, a guy going to America and it's uh, it's written by Franz Kafka and he has never been to America himself uh, so um, it's 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 a pretty interesting book about uh, Franz Kafka's like interpretation about some aspects of uh, of uh, different parts of America hmm, hmm. Okay. Have to mm-hmm.
0: check that out then. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, and
1: that's 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 not too long as well. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty short, so it's it's also not a a big struggle to uh, to read it as well. So it's gotcha. a good introduction
0: then to more of uh, the the fine literature then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Cool. Yeah. I've I've read uh, the Trial and like the Metamorphosis yeah. from Kafka, which I, I and I
1: I loved both of those, but have not read America yeah. yet. The the trial is also a classic. That's that's also something you, you could go with. That's really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Well, we'll report back on the next episode on. Uh, yeah. Watch, uh, <laughs> yeah. Podcast yeah, yeah, and let yeah. Know. <laughs> we should make like a
1: like a, a competing a podcast club. of a, a book a book club tricking. Yeah. tricking. <laughs> yes, yeah.
2: yes, genius.
0: Oh, perfect. I think Jeremy's the perfect person to host that.
2: Oh, I'm so down. <laughs> yeah. no, watch out, James. I'm going to do that. <laughs> We're going to get like oh, ten, I'd love ten listeners. To listen to that. <laughs> All right, we'll bring it slightly back
0: uh, towards tricking now. Now, Erasmus, you mentioned just a few minutes ago that your previous job was uh, presenting on, on a TV show, on a kid's show. Yeah. And I noticed yeah. that um, at gatherings like Hooked where you're emceeing that you're very comfortable yeah. emceeing and presenting an event mm. like that. Have you do, yeah. do you find your job has impacted how you present these tricking gatherings? Do you take elements uh, from your jobs into tricking?
1: Yeah, well... I don't really know i' I've, I've just i don't know i think i just ha have a flair for performing in those situations like um yeah, I don't really know if if it's impacted uh, the one or the other but uh I guess you could just say that uh uh, you know, standing in front of an audience has just been a part of my life. Like uh, now, uh, with uh, with uh, with TV uh, for Ramshang and and in the past, uh, as we talked about, with uh, with the rapping and stuff like that, and and then on um, on uh, on tricking uh, tricking stages like uh, like hooked. Uh, I don't know. Like I've I've just uh, I've always made uh, videos like all of my life uh, in one way or the other. Like also like when. Uh, when I started tricking that also like started that me and uh, all the Danish uh, all the Danish triggers were making like short films and stuff like that so it's it's just always been a big, big part of my life to performing in one way or the other mm, nice huh. that's cool. awesome then
0: what's yeah. it like when you present a gathering like hooked like do you plan much of it or do you just you know let it come organically because you're so comfortable in that scenario
1: mm, like for me it's uh, I, I try to actually uh actually set myself aside as much as possible because i just want to like present what whatever is going on in the most like uh, awesome way as possible so i i I don't plan very much because i want to like feel like where is the crowd and how can i how can i like fit into the crowd so i'm not like overly energetic or like overly uh, Board or whatever like I want to I want to fit into to where the crowd is at and, uh, and just uh, present it as uh, as nice as possible
2: that's really interesting and, and I know a, lo- a lot of people when it comes to this stuff they have stage fright or, or, or they're uncomfortable with public speaking um, has that yeah. ever been the case for you or, or, or are you just more energized by it
1: uh, I don't know I mean I, I can get a bit nervous Maybe sometimes, but in in a situation like hooked, I I I don't feel nervous because I feel like I know like 50% of the crowd or even (laughs) more. So I I I really just feel like I'm I'm talking to my friends. Really, I I don't think it's a it's something that it intimidates me in that situation because I know that everyone here is is here for the same thing and. And I'm not here to fool anyone. People know that I love tricking as well and that I want to do as good as, as, of a job that I can. So uh, so yeah, uh, for me it, it works great uh, at Hooked. Great, and, and you know,
2: as we kind of le- lean into our next question here, when you're judging at Hooked or, or somewhere else, um, what's going through your mind in terms of what you look for, um, for I- in the winter? Like I know you yourself, um, are of course notable for being so innovative with your combos um, and so creative. Is that something that you look for in a successful battler, or what, what do you what do you look for?
1: Like for me, when I'm judging tricking, it's actually very very interesting. But I feel like I am the I am an ambassador for like the whole community. So you could say I I don't I try to set like my own like personal. Um, personal likings a little bit aside and try to to be a bigger voice that speaks for a bigger community um i don't know if that makes sense but i try to see like okay what is what is what is uh, what is like what is considered hardest and more popular within the trading community uh, um, this or this and that's where i try to vote and i mean you you can't set yourself aside completely But I try to, like, be an ambassador for a a bigger community than just my own personal
2: likings. (laughs) Okay, and so for your own personal likings, like, who, who, you know, who have you been enjoying watching recently? What type of stuff do you like to see with tricks?
1: Mm. Well, for me, I think the trick scene is just very, very exciting right now, and uh, I... I follow a lot of the new triggers, but it's also at a point where, like every week on Instagram, I just see this new trigger who can do amazing stuff, and I'm like, yeah. who is this guy? I've never heard of that uh, yeah. him before. So I think at at, at, at one point it's uh, it's it's very very uh, interesting and you get so stimulating, but at another point it's also a bit frustrating that you can't really have that uh, that. Uh, totalizing view of where tricking is because you, you just know that there's some crazy triggers out there that you've never even heard about that you just suddenly see on a random instagram post so um so for me like I, I i follow as as many triggers that i can that i think are interesting but for me to name any names ah i don't really know man i think whatever all of the all of the garrison right now is killing it especially Ahmed and uh and kyle and kojo i really enjoy watching their stuff um also keenan Carr is just someone that i've just been holding an eye on these these last couple of years he's very very interesting and uh yeah and uh, and i also enjoy that uh uh, a guy like baba crispel is uh, like slowly coming back into the scene he's like one of the one of the OG triggers, Luke kicks triggers, and mm-hmm. uh, I t- I try to see as much footage as him as possible. Uh, he's been uplo- uploading a new sampler recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, there's, there's a, a lot of people to mention. Uh, too too many to mention actually. <laughs>
2: No, that's great. That's great. And it, it, that actually transitions perfectly into um, our next community question. Um, my boy John Franks um, asks, uh, Nowadays, tricking has grown so much that it's harder to pinpoint when true innovation is happening. Do you think the hype for big tricks has pushed it out? Or has innovation itself become so mainstream that intricate combo work has become commonplace? Um mm. Yeah, um, good question, James. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, a that's... very good
1: question. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I think actually that the 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 quote that big trick has become such a big thing. I mean. It has, but I also think that the the little things gets uh, get a lot of attention these days. I mean, I can see in the in the tricking group, uh, just to just to name a, a random uh, random situation is uh, Johannes Ansele from Finland. He just posted a clip where he did like uh, cheat nine uh, to uh, to Gumby, and that's you know it's a, it's a pretty simple transition, but it's just something that you don't see a lot. And people just thought that transition was just so cool, uh, and uh, he got a lot of attention on that. And and I just think that's a good example that um, that tricking is not just. Uh, I mean, the tricking community. You 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 should not underestimate them because they they have the eye uh, for tricking and they have the eye for the little things as well. And it can be tempting to like just say that uh, oh, tricking is just. Uh, about uh, quad corks and trip trips and stuff like that, but uh, I, I'm not gonna go with that. I think the, the, there's, there's room for a lot in the tricking community and um, I think being innovative in tricking, uh, I mean it's harder and harder to set yourself aside from the majority of trickers but I don't think it's become like a mainstream thing. I think people notice when there's something cool and uh, non-traditional in in your combos Mm. or in your styles or or whatever.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, actually funny you mentioned Johannes there. He has our next question actually. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, funny, funny. So Johannes Antilla asks, you've done so many combos that no one else has ever thought of or, or, or done themselves. How does this make you feel? This is a pretty unique feeling that you've done things that, you know, the majority or almost or no one else has done. How, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, I I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I just for me, I just try to trick the way that I that I like and do stuff that I think is cool and um yeah i don't know i just try to work with whatever i can do and uh, just do something that is cool and if people consider that as unique or or whatever that's that's just uh, nice for me but uh, it's not it's not like uh, it's not what i like what I live on. I just try to trick uh, in a cool way and uh, try to trick uh, the way that I'm able to and try to do something that I myself think is cool and is if if other, other people see the quality as well. I I just uh, I'm just happy about that.
0: That's really interesting actually. I think that speaks a lot about where uh, I guess innovation would come from. I mean, on the one hand, you have the Tricking Greats Then everyone, you know, obviously aspires to be like the Tricking Greats when they first start. Mm. But if you follow that path the whole way, like, it's almost inevitable that you'll end up looking like someone else. Whereas if you do what you personally enjoy and feel looks good, it almost organically happens that you end up doing something that's purely you. And by definition, that's unique. That's innovative. Yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, you could say that uh, I think... You know, at some point in in every person's freaking career, you just find something that you are a little bit better at doing than something else, and if you mm-hmm, like, interesting. sort of sort of seek that out a little bit, then you you that that's the way you find your your own personal style, I would say, is to find that that little sneak hole. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to getting to getting really good at one a- aspect, and then you know mixing it, it, mixing it, mixing that up with some other aspects that you have uh, to work a little bit harder for, um, if that if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, I think it does. And sort of going you know, continuing that train of thought a little bit, it seems like there are some trickers who think that if you want to be tricking properly, you need to have certain components in place. Like I've heard, you know, if you're not kicking, you're not tricking or, you know, or whatever. But it seems like with what you're saying, focusing on one aspect of tricking and really prioritizing it is really what you need to, to develop your own style, right? So, so in, in your mind, you know, does, does a good tricker have certain skills and certain capabilities or is it really just about focusing on what you want to focus
1: on? Mm, I think you can do either way. Like I'm not gonna be saying that you shouldn't work hard for some of the stuff that you just that just not come natural to you. Uh, I mean, it's it's good to work hard on on the stuff that uh, that uh, you don't that you have a harder time doing, but you could say that uh, if you want to set yourself apart then maybe follow that path of the stuff that just comes a little bit easier to you hmm. and then along that road along that road, you can, you can practice the stuff that is uh, a little bit more hard for you and then mix those two up um, to, to sort of create a, a well-rounded style that has some of that uniqueness and some of the, the stuff that comes e- easy to you. Uh, I think that that's that's how I approach uh, tricking, because I I I'm not the person that is just you know really good at one thing. Uh, my ideal of tricking is like being as uh, well-rounded as possible. Like I want to, you know, expand all uh, aspects of tricking and mixing them together in a cool way. That's that's sort of like my my goal uh, in tricking, and I don't have an easy time on. Uh, on all aspects of tricking. I mean, so some of them I've worked really, really hard for and, and other stuff has just come more natural to me. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: No, that's, that's really insightful. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, we have, uh, another community question. Um, this one is from Philip fortune and, um, and, and Phil, he's, he's asking the question that we all really want to know. And, uh, <laughs> and that is what was it like to take tricking beyond tricking?
1: Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. I I'm, I'm pretty sure he's referring to the uh, the, the portrait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he might Art be. Portrait. Oh yeah. <laughs> if yeah. yeah for be.
2: for anybody listening, if you haven't watched this video yet, go immediately to Rasmus Ott's channel and see this thing because it is fucking hysterical. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the thing about this video is that we just want to make like an extreme version of Rasmus Ott. Um, <laughs> and uh like i have this i have this persona that i can put on who is very very like um very extreme very uh self-confident and very artsy in a way to say very pretentious and uh, we just thought it would be cool to like put this kind of person in a tricking setting of being like the the famous uh, rasmusat and um, take tricking beyond tricking and just being the best at doing rasmusat, and uh, as funny as it is, it's it's it also has a a message actually to like be be the best you can and at uh, at yourself, and uh, if if you're like being the best version of yourself, then nobody can be the best version of you only you can so that's a, a bit of a cliche but i think also an important message for uh, for for tricking at least because it's uh, it can be hard to like uh, find if if you're a really competitive person it can be f- be hard to like uh, start off tricking because there's just there will just always be that one guy out in the world who's just gonna be so much better than you but uh, if you strive to if you strive to become uh Best version of yourself, then, uh, then you're doing good. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, I really like that a lot. Damn,
0: who knew that video would be so uh, have such a wise message? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> I just mean, thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is funny. I mean, and I also think that the 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 message is is sort of like an, an aftermath, you could say. But, yeah, yeah. Um, But I, but I think uh, I think it also shows that uh, that kind of uh, that kind of. Uh, approach to tricking and the the tricking beyond tricking is just you know it's just a funny tagline you know it's like what is what is the ultimate tricking that's tricking beyond tricking it's uh, yeah it's just it's just funny it's just funny oh, dude games. i thought it was genius i thought no, it was yeah.
0: <laughs> okay so our next community question is from and i hope i say good it luck name, right? yeah. dimitri, Ve- dimitri venus Look, I'm, I'm not going to do better than that. I'm sorry, Dimitri. Um, he asks, "How do you? what do you think of when you are creating combos? What's your thinking process like when you come up with the world's most unique tricking passes?
1: Um,
0: I think you might have answered this already as we were yeah, talking about this I topic, mean, though. Yeah,
1: but I... I like I can I can add this is that uh, you know I'm I'm not thinking about making the world's most unique ah. or whatever but yeah. what I, what I'm thinking about is uh, I usually when I I can I can talk about generally speaking when I'm building combos mm-hmm. um I I usually have like one uh, link of tricks that I want to do like one transition like let's say I w- I want to do like um Aerial to Grandmaster Scoot to Cheat9 or whatever like that's that's a cool thing I want to do that and then I sort of think okay, so that's like that's like the main thing of the combos So how can can I get into that sort of link of three tricks or whatever in a a nice way? And how can I get out of it? Mm. Um, So that's that's like usually how I build combos is that I have this one Mm. link of tricks like Two or three tricks that I want to link together in a certain way and then I try to like build an, an ending or start for that one. It can also be that I have a start for a combo and then I try to make the ending of it. Like that's that's how I think combos. I I actually it's very rare that I have like combos that are just written from the start to the end. Yeah, that's 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 almost never how it starts. I have like this this amount of, uh, of tricks which are usually two or three and then I have several possible endings or several possible beginnings uh, depending on what worked for me that particular day, day that I'm gonna uh, make, make the tr- combo. Hmm. Gotcha. That's interesting.
0: So you have like a core component that you then build around. That's, that's fascinating actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. I mean, like, do you like? I mean, looking back, are there any combos from your samplers that you're particularly proud of? Like ones that that you really like? Looking back,
1: um, I mean, there there are a lot uh, that I really like, but I don't think I have like one one favorite. Hmm. Um, no, I don't think there's like one that stands out.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Any just like. You know, maybe, is there one of many that, that, that you're particularly proud of? Mm,
1: I mean, what I am proud of, one thing that I am proud of, is uh, back in Cut the Grass, I, I made um, sort of like an aerial Webster thing and then carried through that into a Parafusil. and at that time nobody really did that and that's just become a very very common transition today and uh, i don't i don't want to say that i invented that but i think i sort of popularized that that certain transition Mm -hmm. and i use it a lot uh, today as well going into like race or 540 or parafuso or even snapper swipe or whatever so i think that was a that was a uh, an icebreaker that i'm i'm really proud of uh, that i i started to do in that way very cool just one just 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 that one link actually
2: hmm. no no i mean yeah. yeah yeah that's 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 a great example um, i'm gonna have to go back and watch cut the grass to, yeah. to to see what you mean there um and this kind of also hints uh, at something else i was wondering about it's it's like uh you know in looking back at Um, and obviously your samplers, you've done, you know, you've accomplished so much in tricking and I'm sure you've gone to so many events and have met so many people. I mean, to to the extent that it's even possible to choose one, do you have a single best tricking memory? Mm.
1: Well, mm, let me think about that, like a single best tricking memory. I think the, the best memory that I have is uh, landing a uh, double B-twist by myself uh, huh. uh, on my little grass tricking spot uh, back in Albor, in <coughs> the north of Denmark, <coughs> just by myself, just being the hypest I could be, no <coughs> one around, just that one single trick just got me screaming. <laughs> I out. That's it's so our, cool yeah I'll, I'll never forget that that was a very very big experience for me and then also thinking about the double b-twist which sort of have been like my my savior in tricking like my my true companion in tricking uh, so that just makes it uh, even more magical for me thinking back of the <laughs> first time i landed double b-twist also my double quirk i landed in a summer house with uh, 10 other triggers or stuff like that I had three hours in, of sleep. I just came home from Greece and I uh, tricked uh, on grass and I landed my first double cork. And straight after I landed that, I just took off all my clothes and made it again. And, uh, yeah, so that, that, that's a pretty cool uh, cool experience as well. Just it's the uh, most Erasmus sentence ever. <laughs> yeah, just sharing that uh, that that magical moment of landing your first double cork with all your best friends um uh, on a grass tricking spot is just uh, that's also a very very cool memory that's nice yeah.
0: man i really like that so, now i answered this question last episode but i don't think we heard your answer jeremy what's what's your
2: best tricking memory oh jeez, my best tricking memory um that is good that is good um I guess a couple come to mind um i mean one you know actually it's funny you mentioned your first double cork rasmus like that would definitely be yeah. one of mine as well this is back yeah. th- this is when i was um you know still hanging out with james and i was studying abroad in sydney for for a few months and nice. and i and i kept getting closer and closer to to, to double cork and i finally landed it at Gymstars with a bunch of the the short shot guys and um and that was a great that was a great feeling but um probably you know maybe you know one other one was uh, the first time i landed uh corkswing cork um which was back home in florida with my home team uh the muggle slayers and uh and this was like it was probably like like 10 or 10 30 we had just finished like a three-hour session and uh and i like i and i was like fuck this like i'm, I'm totally landing this i don't even care so i like take <laughs> off my pants and, like, I'm, I'm only in only my boxers, and, like, and I put on, like, the hypest song I can think of, and I'm like, fuck this shit, I'm just doing it. And so, like, I finally landed, and, like, and, like, the whole team was there, so, like, 10, 15 people, like, all just, like, swarmed me, right? And, and that had, like, never happened to me before, so that was, like, a very surreal, very euphoric moment, and uh, I'll, I'll never forget it.
1: That sounds awesome. That sounds, that sounds like a very, very good memory. Yeah, yeah, it really was. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, Rasmus, before we get to our final question, uh, I believe you have a new sampler in the works, if you want to tell us yeah. anything about that.
1: Yeah, I'm... Um, like, right now, I'm, I'm currently working on a, on a summer sampler. Uh, so, uh, going back to, like, making a sampler only containing grass, tricking clips um, which Ooh, has been a goal ops. for me yeah so it's uh, it's it has been a goal for me for several years now but due to injuries and stuff like that uh, it's just not been possible but uh, this summer um, it's gonna happen I have like uh, a little bit more than three minutes uh, footage down as for now and I also have uh, all of August to, to record it and, yeah, um, and I I think it's gonna be it's gonna be something that I'm going to be pretty proud of uh, when it's done. So uh, so yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped for that. I'm training really hard for it as well.
0: Man, I'm super psyched for that. Do uh, can you give us a? I'm guessing it'll be out towards the end of summer. Then is that when we should expect it?
1: Yeah, I think somewhere around like uh, end of August or start September or something like that. But um, but let's see. I mean, I'm 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 not sure yet. Like because uh, you know, a lot can happen and stuff like that. But um, but but that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm aiming for.
2: Hmm. Nice. All right, that's 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 great, man. That's really exciting. We'll have to keep an eye out for it. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah it's um, pretty cool.
1: Nice. Can you Good. give us any oh, sorry, hints
0: man. about
2: it, or Mike, Mike. should we Mike. should
0: we wait in uh, should we leave it a mystery?
1: yeah let's uh, uh, what what do you say? one more time, James?
0: Can you give us any more hints about what we should expect or we're just gonna leave it as a mystery for now? Uh,
1: I mean I can like for, 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 for this sampler, the the goal is to sort of like make a complete uh, complete package of what I've been training to do in the gym like for for the last couple of two years or something. Uh, the last two years I've, I've been a little bit more power based in the gym and um, mm, the goal that. to mm-hmm. yeah the goal to this sampler is to take some of that and uh, take to the grass but still uh, have that some of my old style as well so i just i just want to project uh, my sort of like new style, if you could say that, onto the grass and just try to make the coolest combos that I that I'm capable of uh, out in the grass and to just make a, a good old classic uh, Russian soft sampler that projects tricking the way that I want it to be projected. That's Man, great! I can't wait.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm, really, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really psyched for that as well um well on that note i mean i I think we just had uh one more question for you rasmus um yeah
1: yeah
2: so looking looking ahead you know years down down the line when uh you know when you when you're when you finally are just about done with tricking um Mm. how do you want to be remembered Mm. how i want to be remembered
1: well i don't really know like i tricking is a it's a fun sport because it's so the history is so um liquid if you could say that like uh, oh good time i I, yeah it's it's so liquid because it's uh the the footage uh, is so temporary and even more so today with instagram and facebook feeds and stuff like that so it seems like everything is just slowly being forgotten and the 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 current the now is what's 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 the realest in tricking um so for me i i spend a lot of time myself to like paying respects to to the triggers that i looked up to when i started like uh, sessio and uh, the whole loop kicks team mm. and um And FF and FS and all all of those guys. I really, I really, (laughs) I try to mention them as much as I can. That's I want to mention them here as well. They, they, there's so much good there to to see even today. So for me, I just I don't think I want to be remembered in a certain way. I just hope that those samplers that I've put so much energy in actually are watchable in like 10 years from now that people can actually go back and look at those samplers and get something out of them still uh, in some way or another maybe not get like directly inspiration for them because i i'm guessing that tricking is uh, is another place and at another level at that time but just looking at it like historically and uh, then you know give a sort of a, a feel of how tricking was at that time uh, so I'm guessing just I don't want to be remembered uh, like uh, in a specific way, but I just want to be uh, remembered. Like I want to leave something behind uh, with my samplers as I stop tricking. I don't know if that answers the question in a in a sensible way.
2: No, I think it no, does. It I thought was. that was yeah. I thought yeah. that was pretty profound actually. <laughs> it's
0: interesting yeah. that you say that as well because your samplers uh yours particularly are a lot mm. more than just the tricks that make them up. I mean, the tricks are incredibly innovative and they expand everyone's imagination as to what is possible to be done. But as a whole, mm. they are very interesting cultural um, mm. uh, pieces. I mean, uh, I think it's sauce that has Lemon World as the song. Yeah. Um, mm. That song, I mean, I, I listen to that song to this day because it reminds me of that sampler and it gets me excited Tr- about true. about tricks. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily yeah. because of the tricks you did there, but... It, no. the way it made me feel and that alone I think is something that like no matter what happens to tricking stands the test of time
1: yeah I mean that's 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 what I'm aiming for like I want the I guess I'm taking the sampler uh, the, the sampler aspect of tricking very serious because I want to I want to make my samples like meaningful in some way or, mm. or another like I, I take that pretty serious actually to to actually give something uh, to the community like I feel that I've been given uh, by several samples that, that I've been watching and uh, yeah that's why I, 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 I try to put a lot of energy uh, into my samples and try to like make an impression on whoever watches them and make it like uh, make it a bit more than just uh, showing my skill level, uh, if that makes mm. sense.
0: Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you find yourself um, moving more towards YouTube and samplers and away from Instagram type things? Um, I think we spoke about this oh. with Phil as well, and I guess I should give hear your opinion on that.
1: Yeah. Well, I, like, I I know there's been a lot of talk and, and uh, some see it as a sort of a battle between the two but I, I think Instagram is a good thing, I think it's a, it's a way to, to like, get out to more people than you can on YouTube but I just think that it says that it's sort of exclude, uh, exclude YouTube, I think there should be room for both for me, Instagram has been a good tool. I've been using it for like more of the just the gym clips, the training clips, which I know that like I can't really put into a sampler in a in a yeah, yeah. in a too exciting way. Uh, so for me, Instagram is just more of a of a place to like put out uh, like training stuff and just more like sing- single clips. Uh, and not a place to like uh, uh, post samplers or whatever. So yeah. I think there should there should be room for both. Uh, but I'm not a fan of like Instagram like replacing YouTube and replacing samplers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I am more of it, more of um, more of trying to get samplers a little bit more back uh, on the tricking scene as well uh, on YouTube. Uh, so. Uh, but I don't know what, what should be done to, to, to stop that sort of uh, Instagram uh, evolution that excludes uh, YouTube samplers. I think that we, we must find uh, a middle ground where, where, where we can use both Instagram and, and YouTube samplers.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm. Very
0: interesting, especially, I mean, um, cool to see how you see they both have a place for very specific roles in uh in your tricking i like that Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Mm -hmm. it's uh yeah it's uh it's uh i mean i i I love instagram i think it's a it's cool and it's also cool it's it's a way that you can you can find uh, new triggers that you've never heard of before like I, i love browsing like the the sort of discover uh, application mm. on uh, on Instagram because you can find so many triggers that you've never heard of before, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, it can't be a bad thing, right? Well,
0: it's <laughs> a lower barrier of entry for people that have a phone. I mean, if you're a yeah. beginner trigger, it's easy for you just to quickly film something and you know whack it up online on Instagram rather yeah. than like editing on YouTube. And I think mm. I think and also, both of them at the same time is best. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and also like you know, it's it's not uh, it's not a. Uh, you know, maybe you're not. You don't necessarily are interested in making like these complete yeah. works of uh, projecting your tricks in a sampler. Maybe you just want to upload the stuff that you train on the stuff that you make uh, on Instagram, and that's a perfect format for you. And that's mm. uh, that's fine. I mean, it's 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 not a it's not a um, how to say uh, it's not necessarily samplers are not necessarily for everyone to create. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a personal preference.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, we're seeing a lot more, um, almost everything of Johan comes out through Instagram, because that's just how he yeah. you know, quickly puts something yeah. out, and it's it's great to see yeah, clips, true. Uh, clips like that. True, yeah. true.
2: So
0: okay, that's well, great. I think that's, uh, question-wise, that's about it from us. Thank yeah. you, Raskus, yeah. for being on the podcast. Thank you for this.
1: Well, uh, it was very cool, James uh, and uh, Jeremy. I, I just have to, I have some final words that I've just, just now been... Um, uh i'm uh i'm a bit sad that i forgot to mention two things can i mention them really? oh, please, of course yeah, yeah please yeah so uh i was saying that uh, i love uh that the garrison the garrison are killing it uh, hmm. currently and also of course i forgot to mention sean sean s is of course also killing it there's uh, there's four in the garrison i have to mention him as well i don't want to make sean baby black sad <laughs> uh, <but> also, <laughs> and also, I have to say that in Sweden there was also another very, very legendary person that I met there, and that was Henrik Horwing, the original OG. Oh, you hang out with Horwing Yeah, Holing Wacker, uh, the man oh. himself. Oh wow! I have, oh, we have to call him out as well. Yeah, it was so cool to see him again. Uh, he's such a legend in tricking, and that's also the the history of tricking, like. Nobody remembers him. It seems like, and he's so important. Like he, he made is the, so important. the the Korg D like twist. Mm. I mean, yeah. it's so important that he he should he should be a legend. You know. So mm-hmm. I also have to call him out. It was so nice uh, meeting Henrik again.
0: He is the nicest person. Yeah. When I when I went over to Norway, like I arrived a week before a Bergen gathering. And the day I arrived, he knocked on my he found my hotel room, and knocked on my hotel door, and invited me out for lunch with him and his mum. And we just hung out oh, all day. Nice. It was the nicest thing. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: he's such a cool guy. He's so chill. Yeah.
0: Did you still tricking? Did you trick with him?
1: Yeah, I tricked uh, a little bit with him. Like he was uh, he was in his uh, business suit. He's like uh, working with banks, uh, something something with uh, financials and stuff but uh, but he did like uh, he did cork to cork in his jeans it was uh, it was cool to see <laughs> nice Even nice so see. cool yeah
0: oh, i miss him <laughs> yeah. any other final words rasters before we wrap it up
1: um no not really i, I hope that uh, that it wasn't uh, too boring to, to hear my uh, my Danish i don't know i have a hard time finding the english words today so i hope that i made myself understandable oh absolutely <laughs> no you did
2: great yeah yeah
0: all right. Well, thank you very much for being on the podcast, Rasmus. And, thank you, uh, James. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I got
0: to say, I don't remember how we finished the last one of these. Jerry, do, we have a, do we have a catchphrase or something?
2: Do we have like <laughs> a Yeah, we, we should. I don't know.
0: Rasmus, can you make up a catchphrase for us to finish this?
1: Oh, a catchphrase like for wrapping up the, the podcast? Yeah, how, how should we finish the podcast? uh i don't know like maybe say something like uh, keep tricking maybe is that too 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 corny i think that'll
0: work (laughs) yeah
1: that'll that'll do i I, like something like i yeah you're listening to the invincible tricking podcast i'm james Daly. keep tricking (laughs)
2: <laughs> you said it for me Believe will leave it at yes. that yes there it is beyond tricking that's it that's yeah. it we found it we just took tricking beyond tricking everybody beyond
0: tricking <laughs> yeah, yeah.